Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Ag My Optics, a podcast where two adults discuss, overanalyze and generally take a kid's toy and media franchise a little too seriously. Usually that of the Transformers. I am your discerning, some might say fussy co-host, Orion Gear, and with me is my slapdash, will buy anything that even looks like a toy co-host, <laughs> Virtual Dave. How are you doing, Virtual Dave? I'm good, I'm good. Excellent. Today, we are continuing our series of episodes on toy collecting. If you listened to the first part way back at episode three, you might remember we spoke about our collecting rules and collecting groups and sets of figures and characters. Today, we're going to delve a little bit deeper into those waters and discuss collecting goals, styles, and what the end game, in inverted commas, of toy collecting is, both in general and for us personally. So... With no further ado, Dave, before we talk about our personal collecting goals, what are your thoughts on setting goals and why do collectors do it? Um, I know for me, personally, it's a quite a it's a subconscious thing. You don't even realise you're kind of you have a a goal in mind of whatever figures you're collecting, transformers, superheroes, you you're you already have an idea. If you like the line, you like the figure, you get more of it, and subconsciously you'll start planning out this team of people you're collecting. Mm-hmm. And that can be very small. It doesn't have to be a, a whole room. It could be a shelf. But at some level, you're mm-hmm. already thinking about what that would look like. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we all start off kind of casual and kind of, yeah. Not necessarily focused, but you've always start with like, I want some figures of these characters or I want some figures of these superheroes or these Transformers. Very few people like indiscriminately collect toys just because they're toys. Oh, yeah. They normally collect them because they love the thing that the toys are connected to, like, say, superheroes or Transformers or um, action movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think normally when you start collecting stuff, maybe you won't, maybe you've not kind of uh, got any kind of firm goals. You've already got the goal of like, well, I want to collect things from this particular, um, particular toy line, particular series, particular cartoon, particular manufacturer, etc. And then, you know, from there, you kind of focus on a line for that reason. And uh, maybe, maybe another reason you're, cho- you're, Buying a particular line of stuff is just budgetary reasons. Maybe, you know, you prefer to buy cheaper toys or or you prefer to spend a bit more money and get the expensive stuff and therefore avoid the cheaper stuff because you've got to save for the bigger stuff, mm-hmm. whatever. But, I mean, I think one of the reasons you set goals is it's it's to limit yourself so that you don't go crazy mental. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's also people who have kind of strange, well, not strange, but some goals can be th- like there's some people who just collect Optimus Prime. Yeah. Or, yeah, just collect Megatron, just collect those two, or and they collect them across all the lines. Mm. And then there are people who just collect official masterpiece. And then there's people, and there's people who just collect third party <laughs> masterpiece and don't touch official masterpiece. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a wide and varied kind of a. Um, thing really when it comes to goals it's a it can be very hard it can especially as say uh if it's a character that gets done a lot like 
you know, recently there's been a splurge of um, Mandalorian and Boba Fett options for people. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched the show yet, but I know he wears a different belt or he's got a different trousers on in some episodes. So there's a different figure for that. And are you a completionist for all of them? Do you just want them from the original films? Do you want one from the series? Uh, yep. Do you need a shelf each for each episode? What, <laughs> what, what do you do in that type of scenario? Well, this is the thing. If even Because I did start collecting Star Wars Mandalorian stuff. I bought the uh, SH Figuarts one. Uh, the first one, the one before he gets the Beskar armor, mm. and then um, and I did get IG Eleven, and then I had the Mafex on pre-order, but it soon became apparent that what I thought was going to be like a small, um, a small collection of characters, because that <laughs> first series, you, it, it's kind of a getting the band together kind of mm. series. You, he gets a team together. Unfortunately, the whole team gets bloody. <laughs> Destroy well, it's destroyed, but pulled apart at the end of the season. But you have a concise kind of five or six characters, and it's and that I all I liked all of them, and I thought, oh, they're great. I could just have this little collection, mm. and I'm done. And then, of course, no, uh, we have to have him change his armor midway through se- season one. Then we have to have more characters introduced, and there's more options. You know, you've got SH Figuarts, you've got Mafex, you've got Black Series. It can quickly snowball mm-hmm. um, from what you originally intended <laughs> to a much bigger collection. And I mean, you uh, you haven't seen um, the Book of Boba Fett yet. Yeah, but you're not spoiling anything for me. If you <laughs> well, all I, well, I don't need to spoil it. All I'm saying is it crosses over a lot okay. with um, other things. Okay. So, yeah, it all kind of snowballs. And you have to buy more stuff. But I think it's important to kind of set your goals and try and stick to them. Otherwise, you do end up going off down various little... Um, uh, rabbit holes. cul de sacs, <laughs> Rabbit holes, yeah. Rabbit holes, absolutely, yeah. Slippery slopes, as it were. Which I think we've all done. We all do regularly. I do it all the time and then have to kind of back out of the rabbit hole, stick some explosives down it and set it off. <laughs> which usually results in me selling a load of stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's... um. It's something that um, you've spoken about before, like how you you had, a, well, I would say quite a grand collection of figures and mm-hmm. you, not slowly but surely, cut it down to a, a box. <laughs> <laughs> a detox. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. A couple and of detoffs. Yeah. It's crazy to me. Like, I mean, even now I'm starting to like offload some things and sell stuff. It's still crazy to me that what you had... And to how you were how you were able to just be like make those judgment calls in certain things, like you had some real gems, and you still were just like, nope. <laughs> it was a it it was a case of um, willpower and mind over matter, and just kind of going, look, do I need this? Do I want it? And also, once you start selling stuff, it can that can snowball too. Like you can go you can go, oh, I sold those. Oh, maybe I'll sell these. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe I don't need these either, you know. It's like you know, kind of um, breaking the seal, you know. Mm. And you're like, oh, actually, this is pretty easy. And look, look at this money I've got. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> so one thing I guess we do need to discuss uh, when talking about goals is completionism. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, completionism? <laughs> um, I think the older I've gotten. 
and you know the more real life starts to set in for responsibilities, jobs, time. Being a completist seems impossible in the like for an average person you have to really go out of your way to be a completionist these days i would say like i think it's a lot harder than it used to be yeah i think back in the days i mean if we're just talking about transformers for example Mm -hmm. back in the days of like the unicron trilogy it wasn't too difficult Mm -hmm. you know you got waves of 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 toys coming out for armada energon etc and then you know there were a few sidelines like there was alternators and there was g1 reissues and this is before you're thinking about buying vintage stuff there's not there wasn't that much product on the shelf but now you have a lot of product coming out like hasbro put out a lot of stuff yep and on top of that you've got third party and so much more stuff coming out in that way and then this third party official and unofficial like you know you've mm-hmm. got flame toys putting stuff out you've got statues you've got masterpiece imports are so much easier to get hold of now mm-hmm. in the, you know in the old days <laughs> you know there's a few shops a few shops selling imports but it wasn't easy to get hold of and people generally just bought what they could find in the shops in their own country mm. so yeah i think it's incredibly difficult to be a completionist now it's especially because of um the space as well like it's Logistically, where are you going to put all this stuff? Oh, agreed. I mean, when that's a huge factor in my, my personal goals because of the space I have. I, I can't collect in certain ways because it's just, I just haven't got the space for it. It'd be crazy. But yeah, I mean, I think completionism is, is, is something you can do if you make it specific to a certain line or a certain um, uh, subsection mm-hmm. of a franchise or whatever. Like, you know... I. I I suppose completionism is supposed to be buy everything, but you could be a G1 completionist. You could just want all the G1 toys. You could look back at what was originally released between 1984 and 1991, and you can just go, I just want to get all of those things, one of everything. Maybe not like, you know, exclusives and uh, kind of uh, (laughs) crazy rare stuff, but, you know, the main line. Yeah. You could do that. Uh, And you could do that with any other line you know you could do it with marvel legends if you wished but past that it gets kind of really really difficult so what are your current collection goals it's weird you know i would say about a year before we started doing the podcast my main goal was just transformers like just mm-hmm. having a really nice main line slash uh, 86 movie, which they are doing now as a line, and and a masterpiece one, and Beast Wars, MP Beast Wars as well. But now it's really spread off to so many other things that I am interested in seeing where lines go, or just not completing them, but getting enough of them to be like, at least I gave it a go. Because yeah. Transformers was getting very um, repetitive. I mean, we spoke about it before. It keeps redoing the same thing, the same cast. So, yeah, something else to spark a bit of joy in collecting was needed. So you're experimenting and deciding where you want to go from here. Then, yeah, I think the main focus for me at the moment is having 
good arrangement of Spider-Man and Spider-Man villains, Power Rangers, and Beast Wars, high-end, low-end. That's where my mm-hmm. my main focus is on, and everything else is kind of experimental. Yeah, but although you are experimenting a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just just look, look, looking at your Instagram, sometimes I'm like, well, why has he bought this? What's going on? It, it seems so kind of um, random and mm-hmm. kind of unfocused. It's like McFarlane or um, or Marvel Legends Hasbro will bring out a new wave, and you just seem to get them all, <laughs> and then just feel out where you're going from there. Yeah, number of times I've seen like blooming McFarlane boxes just appearing <laughs> day after day, and it's like, what? This one too? Does he even know who this is? <laughs> It's um, it's it's multi-franchise. It's computer games. It's um, it's comic books. It's TV shows. It's uh, TV shows from present t- TV shows, past TV shows, <laughs> movies, whatever. <laughs> Didn't you get a Witcher toy the other day? I did get a Witcher toy the other day. Okay. <laughs> and I haven't played the Witcher game. I do like the show. No, I didn't think you'd had. <laughs> I, I had a funny, I had a, I had a sneaking suspicion. <laughs> I have it. I just haven't played it. I, I don't know. It's um, I guess it's uh, like what we were we spoke about in the past. Like in that type of weird timeline of pre-orders being in flux and just waiting around for things. I started to pick up other little lines of things that were going around at the time that was available. And I'm still kind of weaning myself off of that and mm. not doing a very good job. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I did a bit and I've, again, what I did was like when I did my big sales, you know, back in the early 2000s, I purged as many pre-orders as I could cancel. I cancelled mm. and things would turn up and I'd look at them and then go, do I want this? No. And I'd sell it immediately. Just get rid of it. Get it out the door. So I don't have to think about it. But I don't buy or order as much as you do generally, so I can kind of, it's more manageable for me. Because mm-hmm. I tend to go for the expensive stuff less frequently. You know, you buy a lot of kind of 20 to 30 pound figures, whereas nothing I buy is that cheap, generally. I guess that's a good thing about it, because it's, it's a lot easier to say, mm-hmm. oh, this is only 20 quid, or it's on discount for 15 or something, and it's like, yeah, let's see how this is. You can't do, you can't have that type of mentality for something that's a hundred pounds plus. You know, be like, you, you, well, you see, you can. I would argue you can because you will buy six or seven 15 to 20 to 30 pound figures and I will buy one 120 pound figure or something. Mm. And I will just experiment that way because I think you've got so much stuff coming in, it's almost like, uh, can you can you even keep up with it? Do you even know? Do you, have you still got stuff that you haven't opened yet? I do. I've got stuff out here, right next to me. Of course I've you have. Opened. Of course you have. It's um, <laughs> it's the it's the other side of it. It's like sometimes uh, I might have ordered stuff over a certain period, but it all trickles in at the same time, so mm-hmm. I don't get to experience whichever figure it was. And it takes me a longer time to actually get it in hand. Like. I got Tigertron like a week ago, but I've only transformed him like yesterday. Yeah. He's a good little figure. 
stands up better than the masterpiece, to be honest. Um, <laughs> stronger knees. You mean, you mean you mean stands up as in stays on his feet? Yes, better yeah, than yeah, the masterpiece. Yeah. Not not as a figure necessarily. No, but, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll just go over my goals. I mean, my goals have changed a lot over time. Like like you were saying, I had that massive collection. That started, like I was saying, like we were saying before, like when you start, you kind of start a bit on focus, not really sure what you're wanting to collect. You buy a few things and then you find out there's something else that's better or nicer. Like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I started when R.I.D., Robots in Disguise, the first Robots in Disguise was on the shelf, like 2001, 2002 or whatever. And then Armada came out and Universe and then... Um, you know, places like Forbidden Planet had the Mega SFC figures and the G1 issue, G1 reissues were out in Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. And I was buying a little bit of everything. And then it kind, of, it kind of snowballed. And I started researching what Transformers I'd missed out on since I was a kid, which ended up with me looking at kind of Japanese-only figures and like the Beast Wars line that I completely missed and picking up vintage stuff. And that's when I had to start setting goals and limits because I was like, well, I'm just, I'm drowning on the figures here mm. and I can't enjoy each one as much as I'd like to. So then you set set some goals, like set some limits, like, oh, I'm just going to get the show cast for each thing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of stuck to that. But then obviously, what's happening with you now is I, my head started getting turned by non-Transformers stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was... Moving towards the high-end stuff, because I'd already got into Vinyl Tech and Masterpiece when that first started. Like, I had MP1, like, on release. And, you know, the first the first Vinyl Tech was uh, Smokescreen. I got him on release. Mm-hmm. And I just picked up every Vinyl Tech as it came out. And then, I, you know, I, I had friends on Transformers forums who were like, these are great, but have you heard of Solid Chikokin? These are <laughs> These are amazing figures. Mm. And then the Revoltech line came out and it was like, well, these are affordable, mm-hmm. highly posable action figures. So, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And then obviously, like I spoke, I've spoken about it a million times before, so I'm not going to go over it again. The Purge happened. And fast forward to now, I slowly got back into it. And I'm probably more into it now than I have been in ages. That all started with Masterpiece again, getting back into Masterpiece when MP13, and MP13 came out. MP10 had already been out a little while. MP13 came out and went, oh, that does look good. Mm-hmm. And I got that. And then I got Prime. And I was like, that was it. I was back in. <laughs> <You're> back in. <laughs> but for a long time, I just bought Official Masterpiece. And I had no interest in third party. I had no interest in um, Mainline. I still have no interest in Mainline. Um, and uh and i was i had been collecting a little bit of superheroes here and there the odd marvel legend the odd odd, um dc figure but i wasn't massively into it and then you know things like mathex came along Mm -hmm. and now i'm quite keen on them so now my goals are after kind of like branching off in a few directions last year now my goals are I'm just buying Dark Knight Returns, Mathex, and maybe some Spider-Man stuff, depending on what it is. Probably not Spider-Verse. I'll probably just stick with Sentinel for Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. I only want the main cast of Spider-Verse, the main good guy cast. I don't care about anybody else. Mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns, there's only... A, the great thing about Dark Knight Returns is 
there's not going to be a second season of Dark Knight Returns. I mean, there have been three books, but I only want the figures from the first book. Uh, I only want the main... You know, the, basically, I've already got too many Batman already, but <laughs> I want the main Batman, which I think are just about covered now. The Joker I've got. All we really need now is... Well, Superman's on his way. All we really need now maybe is a mutant leader. That's what I was going to say, yeah. I think that'll be it. I think, that, And I don't even know if I want the mutant leader. I suppose I do just because it'll be a good second baddie to go with Joker. But I'm not too fussed. You sure you don't want you don't want a a figure of uh, that panel of Clark with the massive eagle on his uh, on his arm, chest flowing in the. <laughs> We're cruelly nitpicking here, but this episode is running a bit short, so let's pad it out, shall we? Virtual Dave is confusing the 1986 comic book miniseries Batman: The Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller with the second part of the 2013 animated adaptation of the same name. Although Clark and an eagle appear in both, it's only in the animated version that a massive eagle perches on Clark's arm. There is no panel depicting this in the comic book. Not that that would preclude Mafex creating such a figure, but they'd have to decide if they were going to go with a comic book accurate brown coloured, possibly golden eagle, or with the more on-the-nose symbolism of the bald eagle that was used in the animated feature. No, because I see I see Superman as an accessory to Batman That's a... in this particular oh, okay. <laughs> rendition. Yeah. You know? The Superman is there for armoured Batman to fight. Mm-hmm. He's not there as, as a Superman figure. Although, I'm going to quite enjoy having a Superman figure because I wouldn't normally buy a Superman figure. Mm-hmm. But uh, he really is there to be the bad guy in that relationship. So the, yeah, I don't need I don't need anything else outside of that really. <laughs> so that's that, and then obviously Spider Man, Spider Verse, just main cast, and then whatever Spider Man stuff comes out, I will pick up on a kind of case by case basis. I've got Black Suit Spider Man ordered. I'm not 100 percent sure I even want it, but I've got it ordered. I've got the regular comic version. I've got Venom. I don't need Carnage or want Carnage. What I'd like them to do is some other villains like Green Goblin or something that would be fantastic but we'll see what happens there and then outside of that I've got quite heavily into um, getting because I'm bored of G1 I'm bored Mm -hmm. stiff of G1 I've done my G1 MPs I'm happy with that little collection I've got a bunch of my favourite Decepticons a bunch of my favourite Autobots facing off against each other I don't need any more of those Mm mm-hmm I'm done. That bit's closed off. I can put a big, <laughs> put a big velvet rope in front of it, and 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 then leave it. Um, so that's great, and it feels great to have finished that and feel like it is finished. I am still dabbling in legends, but I'm thinking that might be the next thing to go if I decide to get rid of something. It will be stop buying legends, get rid of Unicron, get rid of the legends. Wow. But that's maybe, maybe we'll mm-hmm. see. But the only reason I'm keeping it going is because I really like what New Age do. So I still want to occasionally pick up a New Age figure just because I like them. They're pretty great. I mean, um, that Magnus you've got is phenomenal. I mean, it's very tempted me to buy one. It is very nice, yeah. And, you know, the, the Gavitron's great. But 
I, I, I get a feeling for when something's on the brink of falling out of favour with me. <laughs> Just like the like the transmetal the transmetals from Transarts, they were like I kind of got them because I had the Ravage. I had the Ravage, and I was like, well, maybe I should get Primal and Cheetor. And they're good figures, but they're figures of probably my least favourite versions of those characters. So yeah, that's not more understandable to me for your collection. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need these, so they went. So yeah, but I've got really heavily into getting IDW, more than meets the eye stuff, basically. Lost Light. The Lost Light crew and the DJD. And again, these are manageable little cohorts. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not getting everything MMC or everything um, uh, sorry, IDW-based. I don't need all the characters that have been made. I just want the ones from... The, the Lost Light crew here and the DJD here. Mm. And that'll do. And even some of the DJD I'm not too bothered about, but I probably will get them. But I'm mostly into the Lost Light crew. And that's... Oh, and of course I will stick with Masterpiece Beast Wars if Takara Tomy ever announce any more. I will get some <laughs> more. But I'm getting sick of waiting. Yeah, they're too busy making trains at the moment. Uh, uh, it'll. I mean, I hope. I reckon it'll happen, but it could be a while. Um, and that's it, really. Yeah, I don't think I really need. I've, I've, I really want to just kind of finish these little things off and then see where I go from there. Maybe I'll just stop for a bit. Who knows? What does finished currently look like for you, or do you not really have a finish line? Uh, I mean, there are little things that are close to finish, like uh, we mentioned Spider-Verse. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. we get a, a noir, and you know Penny's coming. Um, I would I would like a 2099, since he's also going to be appearing in the second film, so I guess they'll do a figure eventually. Yeah. Uh, what about the bad guys? I mean, I'm sure Sentinel will make a massive statue of the Kingpin. Call it a day. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe the um, if if they did a the female Doc Ock, maybe, but not really. Uh, and what's his face? The um, um, Mars's uncle. That would be cool. What's the character called? Um, Prowler. Prowler. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, that film is so uh, it's attractive in terms of collecting because it's a small little cast yeah. of characters um, I, we, we were talking about this the other day I I would like someone to do the early suit he has with the cape and how ridiculous it was from the shop I would find that cool I would, I would love that yeah I wouldn't I'm surprised I'm su- surprised they haven't done it yet I wouldn't buy that <laughs> yeah there, there are little pockets of things that are almost finished um, but I imagine especially with all the experimenting you're doing and I suppose you're not quite sure where you're going, where your collection is going next. I kind of like the thing I'm doing at the moment with making a kind of Avengers shelf mm-hmm. of the Avengers I like or who have tied into recent media. Yeah. And a DC one. Uh, DC, I'm not as drawn to as Marvel, but I do like the aesthetic combination of like. Uh, I guess it would be Golden Age 
uh, DC Comics. That's like, not for the stories, obviously, but for the, the way they look. I don't like the modern, darker, gritty uh, takes of all the characters as much these days, but I prefer the bright colours. But you're you buying know, McFarlane toys. Well, not all of the darker, grittier takes of... I'm not buying Darth Metal Batmans. Like, I don't... I'm not drawn to that stuff. I'm more for the campy, underpants weary type of DC. Well, outside of the outside of the Batman '60s series mm-hmm. stuff, everything else is a bit more gritty, isn't it? Generally, uh, I mean, the yeah, both. I because like I like the animated stuff he's doing. I like the all right. Well, the, yeah, well, that's animated style, 66, isn't it? That's not. Oh yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I'm I'm just I'm just pedantically thinking. I don't think you know what Golden Age is. <laughs> oh right, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. because it could be. I mean, Golden Age is is it's the original. It's it's Batman with the uh, little with the ears going slightly sideways. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's Superman with a different S on his chest. It's the the Flash with the tin helmet. It's um, uh, oh right, I it's see. it's yeah. it's it's green it's Green Lantern. With the with the Domino with the the blonde one who's 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 um who has trouble with wood not <laughs> not yellow, it's it's Hawkman it's that stuff. Oh okay, I must mean Silver Age. It's Justice Society of America. Yeah, you're thinking Silver Age. Silver Age. Yeah. 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 My mistake. Once more, we are going to pick on Dave a little and say what he really means is Bronze and Modern Age. Most of the figures he is purchasing from the DC Multiverse line are Bronze or Modern Age representations of DC characters. What we think he means to say is he wants representations of the characters mostly made popular in the Silver Age and Bronze Age in recognisable classic style costumes. An important distinction to make for any pedantic comic book fan, I'm sure you'll agree. So, like... Yeah, so the Flash is a guy in red, a guy in uh, with yeah. not, with yet with lightning bolts on him. Yeah, not the other guy. No. Yes, it's because it's that. Uh, it's kind of like uh, how I like how I got those Mighty Morphin Turtles figures recently, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have been talking about turtles via Necker and whatnot, and like how I envision turtles is not necessarily the cartoon or the. Um, animated show of the 2000s that I actually grew up with. It's more the comic books because my sister had a lot of those and my family collects comics from different eras and a lot of them were that era of Turtles and that's what I associate in my head. So stuff stuff like that. Like it's It's not definitive anymore. It's just things that I like or what I grew up with and I'm trying to go through that. At the moment. Yeah. Well, I think I kind of mentioned what finish looked like for me quite early on this podcast, really. But it is small cohorts of characters that I'm working my way towards finishing. So for me, the G1 masterpieces are finished as far as I'm concerned. Maybe if someone brings out a better version of one of the ones that I have on the shelves, I might buy it and swap it out. Although I don't know if I need to. I'm not too fussed because things are just getting more expensive and not necessarily that much more better. 
So like not that fan stories jazz or fan story bumble. Well, you see, I, it's, that's exactly the example I'm thinking of. Like that fan stories jazz looks nice, but not only is it expensive, it's like you blink and you miss the pre-order. <laughs> so you can't even get one. You can't even get one pre-ordered anyway. And I'm quite happy with the make toys downbeat. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. So I don't know whether I'd need it. And also, again, that Fans Toys one looks nice, but Fans Toys are doing what everybody else is doing, which is simplifying the designs to be uh, more toon. And Downbeat is from a period when they weren't doing that. Mm. But anyway, that that's finished. I'm going to keep getting, like I said, I'm almost, almost there with the Dark Knight stuff. And then I'm going to try and get the Lost Light crew, which I'm already making quite a lot of progress towards, and the DJD, which... And these these feel like achievable goals and they won't take up so much space that I'm having to push something else out mm-hmm. and worry about where it's going to sit. Whereas if I start getting into things like flame toys, uh, the big flame toy stuff, then that's going to be... It's a, a expensive and B takes up so much space that it would be... I'd have to just, just buy them. I'd just have to collect those and I wouldn't be able to... I'd get, have to get rid of everything else to fit them in. I think the probably what... Uh makes that more appealing is that a lot of that MMC stuff you're getting now has already been done and been out for a while. Like, you mm. know, these figures exist. Whereas some of some of this other stuff, you haven't, I mean, like, are they ever going to do another Beast Wars MP? We don't know. I mean... No, we don't. No, we don't. But I mean, I'm quite happy with what they've done so far. Um, obviously, I want them to do more. <laughs> but I'm quite happy with what they've done so far. I mean, like, Kingdom, I got like I said, I got Tigertron and I put him on the shelf with the rest of them, mm-hmm. and it's great. I mean, the only one who's missing season one wise is Tarantulas, Inferno, Inferno, and then which I think is happening in Legacy. Hopefully, they're both coming out in Legacy. Then then that'll be done, and yeah, that it will. You'll 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 have a you'll have a, a nice collection of crappy little plastic figures. <laughs> Uh, but at least you got the, at least you got them all. I think I think they look great in beast mode, robot mode. Mm. Maybe yes. Not all of them look great in beast mode. Not all of them. Not all of them. But I would I some w- of them. I would think that they are a good update to the nineties toys. There are no level on the masterpiece, of course not. They're... I'd rather have the nineties toys. I think so because they. They've they've got that kind of vintage kind of charm to them. Oh, okay. I thought you wouldn't have been a fan of Megatron water squirting gimmicks or other things that hindered them type of stuff. Like no, but I mean at least at least those were kids' toys. They were del- deliberately designed as kids' toys. That's the whole. That's why they have all these. You like for instance, you look at some of the. I mean, spoilers, guys. Um, our next episode is probably going to be about Armada, oh. <laughs> and you look at that line and. It's like, we're making toys for kids. These are for kids. They have play gimmicks. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, just, it just feels like these... Well, I think the problem, the problem with, these, with, the, with the Kingdom stuff is it's just doing it again in a kind of mm, mini masterpiece s- style. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, I've got, I've got the masterpieces. I don't need them. Yes. And just because, just because they brought out a Scorponok that looks like he's swallowed a fridge doesn't mean I have to get him. I'd rather wait for them to bring out an MP Scorponok that looks like Scorponok from the show. And the same goes for, I mean, you know, that um, that Pterosaur's all right, but he's got a really dodgy looking alt mode. 
And... Terrace was always going to suffer from that. I, I wouldn't even think the Masterpiece would have a, a struggle. I trust them. I trust them. <laughs> I mean, there might be some issues, you know, there always is, but like, I think that it would look good. I just think that the, those figures are fine, but they, for me, they look too plasticky and kind of... Um, like, well, obviously they're made on a budget. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if I've got the money to spend, I may as well spend it on the MPs. I see. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's good that you can do that because it's like why I kind of, I'm in a position now with uh, the X-Men is because I waited and I didn't buy these things when they were available <laughs> and in front of me. Yeah. It's like why I was kicking myself about the retro Spider-Man figures because there was many times I went to Forbidden Planet and like regular playing Spider-Man was there on the shelf or yeah. Green Goblin or whatever. And now trying to find them is near impossible for not five times retail price. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I think that finish for me is kind of like finishing off those little... Um... There's little kind of areas that I've kind of decided on what they're going to be. And then maybe there are, there are little other collections I might be starting and might be finishing along the way. Like I like the 3-0 MDLX stuff. I'm interested in that. If Kapow Toys ever ship Bumblebee, ever, <laughs> I might pick those up. But they're going to come out slowly as well. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And and that's that, you know. And, and in a way, I quite like the idea of finishing um, off what I've got and stopping for a while. I wouldn't mind a bit of a break. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what happens. My Dave, would you would you ever sell up or quit collecting? Um, I guess if, I mean, if the right circumstances were presented to me, I mean, I think those are two very different things, though. I think selling up isn't quitting. I think, it, you know, I mean, I am selling stuff now, but if I had to sell everything, which, you know, there must be a very terrible reason if I had to, I would, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't then collect it, you know, years down the line mm. and start collecting something else. Like, collecting is, I mean, it's pretty much an addiction at this point. I don't think I could ever wean myself off of that. It would be, maybe it would become something else. Maybe it would translate into more video games for me or... I also play Yu-Gi-Oh, so maybe stuff like that, but no. Well, it's, it's interesting you call, you describe it as an addiction because I think you you are right. There is it can be addictive. You get like a buzz off of ordering stuff and receiving it, and and then once you've got it, once you've played around with it a bit, you're searching for that next high, mm-hmm. and often that's got to be bigger, better, and more expensive than the previous one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But that's that's where, for me, if I start describing it as an addiction, that's when I want to get off. Whenever I start feeling like it's becoming too much of a... Um, too important in my life, that I'm thinking about it too much, it's taking up too much headspace mm-hmm. and and time and effort. And, you know, there's been times in my life where I've quit things like this and forgotten about them for four or five years. And I know I can do it. So it's always the temptation for me to quit. Always. I think about it all the time. See, I, I don't know if I, I could do that. Like, uh, 
I mean, so for instance, say to, um, someone like Frush, like uh, Robo, his weekly news update and stuff like that, like, I would still, even if I got rid of everything, I probably would still tune in just to see what's coming out. Even though I wouldn't be buying wrestling figures or, I mean, all the random stuff he talks about, but it, I, I still kind of find it interesting. I find it interesting, like, yeah. what's being yeah. made and which company's got the license now and, ooh, um, someone else has got Power Rangers. I wonder what, what if they're going to do something other than Mighty Morphin, you know? It's like, I would still find it interesting to keep up with it. Yeah, I think I would do the I would do the exact opposite. Oh. I would stop because I would just find I know I would be tempted. Like I know that it would make me think, oh well, maybe I'll get this, maybe I'll get that. So, like when I quit Transformers that first time round, I stopped going on all the websites. I stopped checking up on all that stuff. I didn't go and see the movies. I completely avoided Transformers for ages, and it it wasn't until like. A friend of mine, yeah, got MP13 or MP10 that I was like, oh, yeah, that looks good. And I've been, this is what I've been waiting for, what I've been wanting all along. A kind of really nice kind of G1 set. Um, And now you can't bloody move for that stuff and it's getting boring. (laughs) But back then it was like, whoa. Yeah, because yesterday you sent me a picture of Deformation Space Blaster or whatever name they're giving you. And you didn't seem very impressed with <laughs> Well, it just looks so... Uh, this, this is the thing, right? Nostalgia collecting is so the thing now mm-hmm. that it's completely um, stifled everything else. Everything is some kind of redo or um, show-accurate or comic book-accurate or whatever version of something from the past. There's nothing new happening... It's just constantly trying to recreate that thing that everyone loved from their childhood. And that, that's become boring to me. That's what almost every line out there is right now. Masterpiece, um, mainline, I mean, War for Cybertron was that. Mm-hmm. Marvel Legends, uh, a lot of the stuff Mathex is doing, uh, G.I. Joe Classified. All of it. Well, that's it's all nostalgia fodder. I would like them to come out with a great new show or a great new movie and great new designs with brand new characters. I'd be more excited by that now than I am about constantly churning off the same thing. And you look at that new blaster from Deformation Space, and it is boring as fuck. It is so. It just flat panels. It's all block colors, no detail, and it's just. Trying to be so much like the cartoon that it just it just looks dull. <laughs> um, yes, uh, I, 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 I mean, I, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. It's on the bigger scale, it is affecting. Um, I don't know what you call it, the zeitgeist. It's like it's affecting what people think is popular or what they want or their perceived. Um, vision or, you know, what should be on shelves at the moment, you know, this whole G1 or nothing or why are they doing new trilogy stuff? Why aren't they doing classic Star Wars and the Black Series? Like, I get it. It's, mm-hmm. but it's the, it's the fans have kind of, you know, ruined it for everybody. Uh, well, for themselves, really. Like, I mean, like how we were talking about the, um, bot bots the other day. And I was saying, I was, I'm more 
interested and hopeful for the Bot Bot show than the new CGI Transformers series because I know it's just going to be the same stuff again. Like at yeah. least with Bot Bots, it could be very random because they're not tied down to the factions. They're yeah. it's completely something yeah, I mean, new. It doesn't interest me because it just doesn't look like my cup of tea. But it doesn't. I don't look at it and think, "Oh, that's just boring." I just think, "Oh, that's just not for me." I reckon if it's if it's good and uh, and people like it, fine. Um, it's better than War for Cybertron. I don't, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be good or bad. I just think it will be different, and that's a start yeah. for me. Like it's, you know, just try something. Yeah. You, know? it, you need. They really. Uh, I mean, like now and then, like I, I babysit for my cousin or whatever, and I see what kids shows are on now, and mm-hmm. there's only like a handful of stuff that's actually new. A lot of stuff they're watching is like. I mean, I'm surprised Thomas the Tank Engine is still a thing. And he's got like a new CGI <laughs> show. Bob the Builder's still a... oh, Even younger kids are still being exposed of nothing really new. Yeah. And... It's, it's everything re- <laughs> repackaged and uh, warmed back up again. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, no, it is, it is that. And I think, unfortunately, and I, I, I don't begrudge anybody this. If this is what they want, this that's fine. If you want ultra um, show accurate versions of your favourite characters from this cartoon or that cartoon or that movie or that comic or whatever, that's absolutely fine. But I just wish that, not wish, I just want there to be an alternative. The kind of things I really like are kind of a high quality, kind of detailed, kind of beautiful kind of action figures that kind of re- might represent my nostalgia for something, but not necessarily slavishly recreate it. Mm. Because some of that stuff was made on the cheap and was childish looking and could have been done better, but wasn't. And just to decide, well, that's how it was done. So that's how it has to look. Sometimes feels a little bit kind of like you're missing the point. Uh, but hey, that's 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 that that's the direction of travel now, and that's fine, and people can get that, but they're going to get bored of it eventually. Uh, no, I think I think no, I think you're right. I think it's um, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of different depending on which line you're talking about. Like Transformers is obviously a big sufferer of this, and I can't fault the companies for making them because that's what people say they want and end up mm-hmm. buying. I mean, it... but you've not. But it's not just Transformers. I mean, I look. We were talking about this recently because you've got at the moment you've got Hasbro doing their X Men the animated series figures. Oh yeah. And then of course you've got Mathex doing their Jim Lee era mm-hmm. X Men figures, which are sort of interchangeable because X Men the animated series was based on Jim Lee's art, mm-hmm. um, a lot of it anyway. But of course. It was a Saturday morning TV show made on a budget, so they simplified those designs and did certain things to them to make it work better as a TV show or a kids show. We got a great example of it recently with the with the two storms oh. being um, announced, and you got Hasbro um, Marvel Legends animated Storm, and then you've got Mafex Jim Lee Storm. Mm-hmm. And the difference is, one's got black splodges all over it, um, which um, which is meant to be cell shading. <laughs> yes. And I don't like cell shading, but the point is that that's 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 someone going the, in the show. She had a black splodge across her chest that was meant to make her look more three D. Mm-hmm. 
Now we've got a 3D object, which is the toy. Why the hell are we putting black splodges on it to make her look more 3D? Um, she is 3D. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> in the terms of <laughs> shell shading, I kind of agree with you because a lot of the times it doesn't work because, like what you're saying, it's a 3D object and you kind of lose that illusion once either you turn it or manipulate the object mm-hmm. and it doesn't work as well. I get that. No, because we, you get shadows, and you get light and dark in real life yeah, on the yeah, figure. All of that. Yeah, I get, I get that. But I mean, I get it as in terms of what Hasbro are doing because a lot of those figures in that line have already been released. Some of them several times. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, I mean, there's, there are, there are, there is already a clean version of that Storm figure. There's, I get there, it. There's yeah. already a clean version. They've got her in the black yeah. costume. Um, I mean, I heard some people complaining about it should be silver or it should be black and the white is it? I don't, I'm not even getting into that. <laughs> it's like that dress. It's like that, that blue and gold dress. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's that situation with, with, with that. I didn't know this either. <laughs> I always thought it was silver, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. White is fine. Silver's fine. Black's fine. That's not really a big issue. But what I mean is that we've got more, more of this nostalgia fodder stuff. I mean, I don't see. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm the target market for this because mm-hmm. I've been saying how much I like X Men and how I've been trying my best not to touch it. Even when all those Marvel Legends figures were out, I saw them on shelves and I could have bought them, but I was like, no, because if I buy one, I'm going to want the whole team. And well, that's yes, that's, that's the <laughs> slippery slope you get from this sort of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Mayfix is the one that's got me into this now, and. I've been collecting the Mayfix figures, and for the majority of them, I think they look really great. But build-wise, I'm not so sure that they're as... Um, uh, I don't know what's the right term. Solid as a Marvel Legends? like Durable. Durable. That's the right word, yes. Mm. And it's it's that type of stuff where... That's why I have a problem with like higher end things. Like, yes, you look great, <laughs> but yeah. if your stand was to fail and you fall over and topple down, would you survive? It's a weird type of anxiety I have about my collection. I don't like that. No, I'm I'm kind of glad you brought that up because that's a, I have a similar thing, but I, I come a bit come at it from the opposite direction because like like as as I said earlier, I don't buy mainline stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I don't buy mainline stuff is because it's about masses. It's about numbers. It's about having lots of figures. It's it's about cheaper, more sometimes more durable figures, mm-hmm. but they don't look as good. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather spend the extra money on a better figure that might be a bit more fragile, but looks better. Mm-hmm. And I don't play with this stuff. You know, I don't have little wars across the carpet. <laughs> so... I am quite happy to just get it out, pose it, stick it back on the shelf, not touch it for three months. And if I've got less figures, that's better. Less space is taken up. Yeah, I get that. It's... But, it's, but it's, this is what kind of puts... This is one of the things that put me off and caused me to stop buying G.I. Joe Classified. Was I was like, right, I'm buying a main line now and they're going to be bringing out figure after figure after figure. Every Thursday, every Friday. And I'm gonna need, yeah, and I'm going to need to buy them. <laughs> and they're all six inches, and they're all gonna, it's going to be very difficult to display them once I get too many. And 
I mean, GI Joe, GI Joe is a line armies based around based around army building, which is why making six inch figures of it is actually bonkers. <laughs> it makes no bloody sense. Like the the reason you could amass a huge army in GI Joe originally in the eighties was that they were all three and three and three quarter inch figures mm. with vehicles. Mm-hmm. Now now the vehicles are going to have to be bloody massive. I mean, you know, they've already done a few, a couple of bikes, haven't they, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 why I stopped because it's like I think Joe Joe Classified looks brilliant. Like some of the recent reveals, I thought, oh, that Crimson Guard, I'd love, I'd love that Crimson Guard. But I'd have to have four Crimson Guards or something. And <laughs> and then the Vipers look great. I'd have to have six or seven of those. And the you know and then. At this point, Orion Gear forgets he's communicating to you, the listener, in a purely aural format, and mimes a mushroom cloud to symbolise how out of control a G.I. Joe classified collection could and would get if he indulged himself. No, can't do it. So, so when it comes to mainlines with me, it's almost the opposite thing to you. You buy them because they're cheaper and more durable, mm-hmm. and you can kind of muck about with them and they can fall off the shelf and they're fine. I buy the more expensive stuff because it looks better on the shelf and I can feel like that's that's my purchase done, not a cheap £20 figure. There's going to be four or five new ones coming out next week. Yeah. Like, for instance, even, even if I wanted to collect every Mafex figure ever released, that would still be a very slow collection. Because they haven't released half of them? Well, no, because they they come they come out quite infrequently. You know, I know they're on like figure one hundred and something or other. But if I'd started when it had started and bought every one as it came out, I'd still only be getting, you know, eight a year, something mm. like that. If that, yeah, yeah, not. I mean, a, a wave is blooming six or seven figures, isn't it? Like, yeah, no, you're right. No, you're. It's uh, it's the difference, I guess. It's just the it's the way that we uh, the terms of what we're talking about our collections. Mm. And how we, it's a style of collecting. It's yeah. just different, different style. I, I, mm. this is why I was saying to you about Storm, for example. I have no problem buying both of them to fulfill those both of those needs. Like I like the Mafex figures, but their 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 beauty is in displaying them in really cool poses. Whereas the mm-hmm. Marvel Legends, I have no problem mucking them about, taking pictures and throwing them in a box. Because they don't necessarily need to be displayed, whereas the Matrix well, ones exactly. do. They're like you can't appreciate them any other way. Yeah, <laughs> agreed, agreed. I, and, and and that's and that's again why. Because I've been thinking about the GI Joe thing a lot. Because I'm thinking why I think these figures look great, but why don't I want to buy them? Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't want to buy them is that I display my figures. It's part of why I buy toys. And they won't display that well. Mm-hmm. And really, GI Joe. When I was a kid, when I had loads of GI Joe, they were in a they were in a hold all, mm-hmm. and I just chuck them all in there. <laughs> weapons all over the place, just a big bag full of figures, and I just open the bag up, get them out, muck about with them for a bit, and put them away. Yeah. But that's not that's not how I collect anymore. That's that's a more child not childish it sounds like i'm sounds like i'm being a uh, negative towards it it is it is a more childish way of collecting figures which is fine but i don't do that i think some people do some people do like to you know they get stuff and they just put them in a 
in in a container or a drawer or something and get them out when they want to fiddle with them, which is also absolutely valid. I think I think it's a not a hard lesson to learn. It's a thing that you just have to deal with in the experience. Like mm-hmm. some some things are either to be displayed or look better displayed. Like uh, I have a lot of transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know Redline Reveltech. Uh, mainline masterpiece out of all of those different iterations of a character, the best ones to display would be like the higher end stuff like the 3A 3.0 Transformers I have slash masterpiece because they look good displayed on the detox shelf, lights hitting them yeah, fantastic. If I was to fill up the cabinet with 86 um, transform movie Transformers guys eh, maybe, depending on how you display it War for Cybertron stuff, no. It wouldn't look good in there. No. And that's just how you kind of have to approach certain things and just test it out, I guess. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask was, um, would you collect differently if you had uh, more more space or more money? Uh, uh, well, I would hope to think so. Uh, I think if I had more space... I would be more inclined to go the masterpiece route mm-hmm. with my Transformers specifically because that's a big holdback of why I don't collect masterpiece. It's not just the price; it's just that they're bigger figures, and I would be inclined to at least do what you've done. You've got like you know a team of say six on each side, mm-hmm. and that requires a certain amount of space to do it. And your mm-hmm. shelves are slightly bigger than a Billy bookcase, aren't they? Yeah, the one I've, yeah, I mean, I'm quite lucky that I've got kind of these built-in shelves that were here when we moved in. Yeah. And it kind of works. It would probably work, it would, that would probably work on a Billy, so long as it was one of the adjustable shelves and you've given it a bit, oh, okay. a little bit more space. But yes. Yeah, you would need the, the quiet space to do so. Mm. Maybe I would, maybe I would get less, um, mainline stuff if I had the space and go more that route, I would think. I would need definitely need space for the massive Fort Max that I may or may not be getting in the future. Yeah. Fan toys. Uh, <laughs> if that ever happens. If it happens. <laughs> that's going to cost you a lot of money. Well, I've only, I've only committed to the head, so... <laughs> which, which costs, what, a hundred and something on its own? Yeah, yeah, it does. Y- yeah, so just think how much the rest it's of that's going to cost you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many chunks they're going to sell it in, but it's going to be like... A number of two, three hundred pound chunks, isn't it, or something? It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting how that pans out. To be honest, um, I mean, if they well, fan toys is well, I wouldn't say it's like Matrix, but they do they're quite far apart, aren't they? They have a, a rush of many things and then they disappear for a while. Yeah, yeah, they don't do an awful lot of release. They do a handful of releases a year, don't they? And yeah. some stuff will get teased, and then you won't see it for years. Yeah. Um, and then other stuff will just suddenly appear. So it's it's a bit up and down. But I mean, from my point of view, it's weird because like, if I had more space, like if I had a room that was dedicated just to put in my collection in, mm-hmm. I would probably actually buy more stuff like G.I. Joe Classified or stuff that takes up more space because, you need, because you're buying more figures. Mm-hmm. The, the space I have requires me to be very um, discerning very um selective very yeah very discriminate about what i do and don't buy and constantly curate that space mm-hmm. which is why stuff kind of gets to like the edge of my kind of um 
everything I've got kind of sits in a hierarchy and when something gets to the bottom it, it has to, it has to start worrying that that's that it's going to get sold so that something else can come in and go on top so if I had more space I don't know I mean if I had obviously if I had unlimited money I would probably buy a lot more things like flames toys stuff and um I just said flames toys you are <laughs> infecting me. This see, it's not just me. <laughs> well, no, I know you. It's Bobby Skullface has got you saying flames to I think that's exactly what he's done it to me. I would probably buy more flame toys stuff and um, that kind of stuff. The, the the big, expensive, beautifully painted, highly detailed stuff that mm. that is kind of what I want, but is currently prohibitively expensive. And also takes up so much space. I mean, that tarn figure, he, he, fill, he fills an entire, an entire shelf of a Detolf. Now, what the hell else? You can't put anything else on that shelf. That's, that's it. So I mean, you can only get like, you can get, you can get four of those and you're done. I mean, in all fairness, he looked great there on his own though. He, he, yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's not, for me, it's not a, um, an efficient use of that space. Yeah. It's one figure taking up way too much space. I've now sw- I swapped him out for my display of MMC and uh, Make Toys IDW stuff, and I prefer that mm-hmm. because I've got you know about eight figures in there, and they look great on different levels. But yeah, of course these things are beautiful, but they take up a lot of space. So if I had more space, I would probably well I would almost definitely buy Flame Toys stuff. Like I like the look of that Flame Toys. Um, Cyclonus? Cyclonus. That, yeah, I, I'm very interested to see how that turns out. Mm-hmm. But still, it's going to be three, four hundred pounds, and it's going to take up the space that three, four hundred pounds worth of other figures <laughs> would take up. Um, so yeah, if I had more space, maybe I'd buy more of that kind of stuff. Um, so a bit, a bit of both, actually. I'd probably go either end of the scale. If I had more space and more money, I'd probably buy more high-end stuff and I'd probably buy more low-end stuff that. because I'd have the space for it. And you could do something with smaller, kind of cheaper figures if you've got kind of more kind of, I don't know, maybe a table or something to put things on or whatever. But mm-hmm. that's all pipe dream stuff, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, uh, like we were talking about before, about people who just collect um, Optimus Prime and stuff like that. Like, if I had a, a room or a space, I think I would have bigger things, but they would be, like, the definitive version of that character. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it would be... Uh, there's not really many flame toy stuff that interests me. Mm-hmm. But if they did, say, like, that massive Power Rangers thing, that they're meant to be doing a Megazord. Yeah. If that appe- if that appealed to me um, more than a sane person, I maybe would get that as a backdrop character for a Power Rangers display or something. You know, it, yeah. it depends on who it is. thing is, though, you'd probably want some kind of higher-end Power Rangers to go with that high-end toy, wouldn't you, though? You know what I mean? No. <laughs> you couldn't put those... You, could, you couldn't put those ugly, unpainted... <laughs> Hasbro things in front of that. Have you not seen Power Rangers? That's that's spot on. They're all just crap lycra suits. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, I'd want some like SH Figuarts kind of Power Ranger type things to go with that, or some, something pretty um, and well sculpted and crafted. I would want that if they ever did the 1995 movie 
since. It's so weird that you have such a connection to that movie because n- didn't isn't it rubbish? I go I what no. Uh, maybe you're thinking of the one that came out a few years ago, 2017. Yeah, that. Okay. The the 90s film is great. Mm. So you mentioned this, and as uh, something you wanted to discuss, I think what you said was, "Have you got a list of all the toys you own in the event of your death?" <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, because, I mean, that's one way you could, you could end your collecting. Dying. <laughs> Dying, yes. Uh, <laughs> do you? Do you have a list? I, I do not. Um, if anything, I would hope that my Instagram would be... Um, I suppose that would work. As a, as a list, because it's all documented <laughs> there. Everything I get is yeah. pictured and I've named it. Uh, no, because uh, my, my cousin came over the other day with his um, kids... He's actually a big listener of the podcast, so... Oh, great. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> What's your cousin's name? Uh, Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, he was asking me if I have... Or if I was thinking about getting insurance for my my collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said it's something I never even really thought about. Because, you know, outside of, like, I don't know, theft, you know, there's other stuff like fires or... Mm-hmm. You know, Mother Nature kicking the yep. crap out of your house. Like, there's other yep. things that could happen. And that's the other side of stuff that I was like, yeah, that, you know, the more you collect or the more valuable a collection may or may not be, is something you have to think about. Yeah, it's a topic that comes up on, um, like, Transformers forums all the time. Because, you know, you, con- contents insurance will only cover you so far. Mm. But I don't. I don't have any insurance for my collection and I don't have a list. Maybe I should make a list. But I think what would happen, provided it was just me that died, there wasn't like a um, my partner, she didn't die as well, mm-hmm. then she'd probably just contact you or contact <laughs> uh, uh, one of my other friends who transform, uh, collects Transformers and toys and stuff and they would uh, they would help her out sorting out what's what's worth money and so on and so forth. Yes, I've, I've, I've given my... my um... My uh, my family, your number. So in case you get a real <laughs> really, uh, yes. <laughs> what do we do with all this stuff? <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm honoured. <laughs> but I mean, t- in, in all honesty, I probably should make a list. I, I mean, I, I have made a list of my record collection. Mm. That's mostly so that when I'm out buying records, I don't buy the same record again. <laughs> because I have, I mean, I would look at it yesterday. I've got over two hundred records on vinyl. Um, so it's easy to forget. My other half did the other day. Went to a record sto- record shop. She bought a re- she picked up a record, and I said, "Are you sure you've got that? You haven't already got that?" She's like, oh, "I'm a hundred percent sure." <laughs> and then we went in. We went to the pub, and she checked her list on her phone after she bought it, mm-hmm. and she went, "Oh shit." <laughs> So she went back over the road to the record store, record store, and got her money back. Thankfully. Oh wow, that was nice. But yes, I do. I, I have a list for that because and some of those records are worth quite a bit of money. But I don't. I don't know. Maybe I should do that with toys because some of them are worth some cash. Yeah. It's it's amazing how much money you can get for some stuff now. Like, well, how how expensive toys are, and also how they hold their price afterwards, or their price rockets because they're hard to get hold of now. Right, so what I thought would be a good idea on 
this podcast and others, maybe just the toy collecting ones, is uh, let's have a little collector's corner discussion. <laughs> so, Dave, what um, what what's been happening with your collection of late? What have you recently picked up, and what's uh, exciting you? Um, well, I was uh, I was I was meant to take account of this, but I forgot to. Mm-hmm. I was meant to double check because last time we spoke about our collections, I said I had over fifty pre-orders. You said, yeah, quite considerably more, I think, yeah. <laughs> well, over. And I was going yeah. to double check to see how many of those have actually arrived. And I still think I'm still waiting on, like, maybe at least, like, 10, maybe a bit more. Cause so you've had, like, 40 pre-orders or so since then? Well, I think Jesus. so. I think, like, a lot of, <laughs> like, January slash December, like, a load of things just came together mm. and even as i've uploaded stuff on instagram it's not no, normally the day i got it so it's just some things have yeah arrived it's a lot of uh things like some things i've gotten now and like you're saying before it's taken so long i'm not sure if i want it anymore and some stuff has just gone back out the door yeah so it's grasping this new flux of things i've been waiting for seeing how they fit into things um very happy with the Power Ranger figures that I've gotten recently. Um, oh yeah, I've got the the crossover ones or the ninja ones or both. Uh, both. Luckily, the ninja ones I got didn't have any of the issues that they seem to be having. Uh, and the the turtles ones, I'm very impressed with because they're all the thing with Power Rangers is that they use the same body for most of them, but these are obviously yeah. they have to make a whole new body for them well of course yes um and yeah i've been enjoying it well cool so since we last kind of, i suppose since we last talked about our toy collections i suppose would have been but it wasn't when we talked about pre-orders it was last time we did um one of these toy collecting ones mm. but um we did obviously talk about uh toy collect sorry there's quite a lot of noise going on outside i hope this doesn't come through on the recording guys but if it does they're building a couple of doors down from us, so, you know, tough. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, um, when we did our Top of the Bot 2021, I was waiting on a few pre-orders to come in. I've had three or four of them so far, and I've already and I've also been kind of quite actively tracking down some of the stuff for my IDW shelf. So I've had... Uh, Mafex, Batman and Robin, mm-hmm. and Sentinel, Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker, or Peter Parker, you know, you can switch it mm-hmm. if you want. And then uh, and then Mafex, um, Dark Knight Returns, Armoured Batman, who I have here. There you go. There he is. He looks great. <laughs> he is, he is. He's very, very nice. Um, certainly... Um, a contender for well, I mean, obviously it's early days, but he could definitely come in the list at the end of the year. Beautiful, really, really chunky figure. Did you? Uh, I don't know if you've seen any people talking about uh, they they wish that he came with like a, a swappable pulse rifle. No, well, y- yes, obviously. <laughs> no, the, the a, a different chest plate and like a broken helmet. I was like. Do you need it? But I don't know. Maybe you would. Uh, now you have it in hand. It's like, don't give me the gun. Well, I mean, 
I mean, these people obviously aren't paying attention. <laughs> I mean, have they not noticed that they did the original Batman body in black, <laughs> blue, and battle damaged? So why wouldn't they do this? <laughs> With that, yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> There will be another version of this with battle damage. It'll happen. I, I would think so. <laughs> yeah. So, to those people out there, don't be mugs. Obviously, they're <laughs> going to do it, but they're not going to give it to you. They're not going to give it to you in one package. They're going to make you buy it again. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I, I, I think it's a shame that he doesn't come with the gun that he was supposed to come with. Not that I'm that bothered about him having a gun, but it's just the fact that he still comes with the trigger fingers and it's like, well, there's nothing for him to hold with them, which is a shame. It's just weird because that gun doesn't look like a conventional gun anyway, so I don't see why it was... Well, uh... no, and, and, and obviously, obviously, I think the whole policy of refusing to have guns come with DC figures when they're collector's figures aimed at adults mm-hmm. seems a bit bonkers. I mean, it's bonkers full stop. I mean, imagine if if 1980s G.I. Joe figures didn't come with guns. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not guns with toy figures that's the problem. It's the fact that you can go four aisles across in Walmart and yes. buy an actual gun. <laughs> that's the problem. It's got bloody nothing to do with the fact that... That, that that kids could get toy guns. Obviously, toy guns is a bit strange, and I don't, I'm not totally behind it, but I don't think that's the major issue here. I completely agree. <laughs> anyway, he's he's a beautiful figure, really nice. Now, one my my one criticism would be that his cape doesn't, it's not attached at the back of the collar here, as you All can right. see. Yeah. See, so it's it kind of rides up behind his head. So it would be nice if that was attached somehow. But that's just minor quibble. It's beautiful. Really, really good. Um, so I've got him. And um, the Robin and Batman two-pack are nice. Although I think I think the Batman is... The paint's sloppy. The paint is sloppy. Mm. In quite a few places. I don't know what what went wrong. And I know it's a, it's a widespread issue. I've seen loads of people who've done reviews saying, you know, the the symbol isn't painted painted very well. The... Just the masks as well, like the, the where the flesh and the mask meet, kind of not a particularly good crisp line, which it was on the black one. So I don't know why they've done a something wrong. Not mm. as good a job here. It's it's the, it's physically the same thing, yeah. but they've not you know they've not done a good good a job. But you uh, you like Carrie Kelly, isn't it? More for a small figure. I do, I do. I think she's good. She's nice and solid. Um, definitely, yeah, she's good. I do have an issue with both of them in that, you know, you've got the wired capes mm-hmm. and the wire, both those, both the two-pack figures, the wire is only attached on one side, oh. not on the other. It's bad QC. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm not, I, I like them. They're good figures, but there's some... Uh, yeah, you, 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 you've got to have that wire attached to the actual figure. Otherwise, mm. it's not going to... It needs the anchor point, or you can't do the yeah. display yeah. book. Yeah. And I know a lot, I know some people had that problem with the black version, but I didn't. But the blue version, I've got that problem, and 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 also on Carrie Clearly, what, what, 
just on one side on each one, like not both sides. Mm. So it's, it's clearly just a bit of QC. They need to just keep on top of that. And the same goes for the sloppy paint on Batman. Wasn't but yeah, that no, they're good. Hmm? I was going to say, wasn't that also an issue for like the Hush Batman and Superman when their capes a bit... There was some problem with yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a I think it's a um a common issue across a lot of Mafex stuff. Mm. That the that the wired capes don't always aren't always connected. And I mean you had the same issue with um Mafex Miles, didn't you? Didn't the wire kind of pop out of his hood? That is true. Yes, it uh, I mean I I mean I didn't do nothing. It was just already popping out of uh the material yeah. that it was is sitting in and I mean that was it really because you couldn't really you could put it back, but as soon as you manipulated it, it was going to pop out again. Yeah. So I think they need to do, they need to do, do better with that stuff. But thankfully, Armored Batman connected both sides, so top marks. <laughs> but uh, so there's that. And then also, like I said, I, so I've managed to track down the Make Toys um, uh, rear end, a.k.a. tailgate. Mm-hmm. He looks great. And make toys um, trash talk, aka swerve <laughs> with his gun, with my first blaster uh, as well. Um, these guys are great, really fantastic. I'm really enjoying them. Like lovely little figures, really intuitive to transform. Look exactly like you know, you know, you know people. You know how people say looks like they walked off the page. It's that kind of thing. They look, they look like the characters from the from the comic, which I love. Mm-hmm. So really nice, and I mean Gears is pretty nice as well. Although I'm not too fussed about keeping him forever. <laughs> Unfortunately, you have to buy Gears came in a two pack with um, with Swerve, so you had to get that. And um, Tailgate came with upgrade parts for the original Universe Cyclonus. Mm-hmm. So I've now bought one of those. <laughs> it was okay. It was cheap. It was on eBay for less than a tenner. That's all right. So that'll come soon. I'll, I'll add the upgrade part, see, see if he looks all right. If he does, I'll keep him. If not, move him on. But yeah, I mean, for, for less than a tenner, I could just afford, to, I could, I could afford not to sell him at all. Just throw him, in the, <laughs> throw him in the box with the rest of some of the other toys and just uh, leave him there for a while. But yeah, that's what I've been doing as of late. And uh, what have I got coming? Well, obviously, yeah, there's the three zero bumblebee i was just talking about that looks fantastic i'm looking mm. forward to getting it but obviously still waiting on it from kapow that'll teach me for going with kapow although they did have the the cheapest price so i'm not gonna beat them up too much about it and but it, that, that looks great that looks like the kind of high-end kind of thing and it's small mm. so it won't take up so much space and i always the trouble with masterpiece and the trouble with those big figures from flame toys or Three zero or three uh, A is if you go in big, mm-hmm. then you can't scale. <laughs> yeah, you can't can't do your jet fires, your Omega Supremes, or just bigger characters like Ultra Magnus or something. Yeah, know. yeah, exactly. You can't go in. You, you know, that's it. They all have to be that size. <laughs> so he'll fit in fine. And the, the the Optimus looks good, but I'm going to see what I think of the Bumblebee first before I pre-order the Optimus. And that's it, I think. I don't know if I've got much else coming. And that's kind of... I'm quite happy about that. I I don't like too much on the horizon, as it were. Uh, I think Dragon Ball Z is the only other thing that I'm still waiting on, that I'm looking forward to this year, because it's 
it's a franchise that I'm very drawn to, but it's not a, a franchise where I need every character. Mm. So it's something that I think might work out well, and it's the SH Figure Arts versions of the characters. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, I mean the I mean the SH Figure Arts um, Dragon Ball Z stuff is. Well, it's 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 amazing. They've done almost everything, haven't they? They're getting they they keep yeah. bringing out more and more of them. I think it's it's a collection on its own. We were talking about completism before. Like you could just collect those and uh, not have to get anything else. You, you really could, yeah. And you'd have an amazing collection. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. As our first collector's corner, and <laughs> um, we'll keep you updated as the year goes on, and maybe um, you'll be able to. See where our decisions for the uh, top of the bots at the end of the year come from through these <laughs> through these occasional updates. It'd be quite in- quite interesting if you've uh, you've uh, decided to get rid of all of your high end stuff and want to go mainline, and I've gone complete opposite by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> absolutely, I absolutely believe that by the end of this year, my collection will look different to what it currently looks like because that's what I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, go, right, no, no, decided I'm not having these anymore. <laughs> it it, keep, it keeps, keeps, keeps them on their toes. They never know if they're coming or going. <laughs> well, that's enough of that. What sort of collector are you? Have you set goals? What are they? What do you think of ours? Are you thinking of quitting? What would you do if you did? Why not let us know on social media? You can connect with us on Facebook, where there's an Arg My Optics page. I'm also on there as Orion Gear, and on Twitter and Instagram, I am at Gear Orion and Orion underscore Gear, respectively. Virtual Dave, where can your adoring fans get hold of you? Um, you can always find me at Instagram, VirtualDave26. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, you've, uh, see, you've dropped the Twitter again. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I'm also there. Come and find me. <laughs> I might not be there, though. <laughs> right, well, uh, don't forget that if you've enjoyed the podcast, you can let us know by liking, subscribing, sharing, reviewing, etc., etc. We really do appreciate it when you do. Thanks for listening, and please join us next time on... Oh, my Optics! My Optics! <laughs>